We're learning Sikhe Dalet of Parshas Mishpatim and Chelik Tezayin on page 269. This is a very, very unique Sikhe with a very powerful lesson in Avedis Hashem Bechlal. And the Rebbe explains this into a piece of Gemara and Babakama and the different psukim of this week's Parsha. The Shir today is being learned Lilanishmas Rabbi Yosef ben Yamin ben Rabbi Nasha Koltman and Lilanishmas Hashliach Rabbi Yisrael ben Rabbi Aaron Ruven Rappaport all of Ashalem. From Pasik Mi Baldvarim Yigashaleim. It says in this week's Parsha that one that has any matter that has to be settled, so he should come forward to the Bezdin. Learn up the Gemara, the Gemara learns from this as Ainis Kokin Ella the Bezdin only attends to the claim of the claimant first. Der Baal Dvarim, it's the claimant, which Yagish Dvarav he's the one that should come forward to the Bezdin first. Uh, those are the words of the Gemara. Now there are many different ways of how to interpret what the Gemara means by this, that the Teveya should come to the Bezdin first. Is Mefarish the Shach, so the Shach's explanation in this Gemara is, as das meint, vipashtus aloshen, the meaning of the Gemara, as the simple meaning of the words is, as bezn hert ois frier, the tainis von Tiveya, und nachdem die reit von Nitpa. The bezn first listens to the claims of the claimant, and only afterwards does it listen to the counterclaim of the defendant. Und an afgemine lepeil, and what would be the relevance of this? What difference does it make who's actually going to present his case to the Bezdin first? Vem is tainis meherta is frier. Is an afal von will be regarding a case of someone that's admitting partially. So what's the Allah of someone that admits partially? For example, if someone is demanding of you $100 and you admit that you owe 50. So of course that 50 you have to pay. And the other 50, the halacha is, which is also in this week's parsha, as the Rebbe will later bring the psukim, you have to swear that you don't owe that 50. This is what's called a shvua of a maideh b'miktsas, to swear in a case where you admit it partially, and on the other portion, you have to swear that you don't owe this money. So regarding this case of a maideh b'miktsas, there'll be a difference whose claim is going to be heard in Bezden first. So the din is, the halacha regarding the maideh b'miktsas is, as when hester nitva amayde bemiktsas, when is the, the, the defendant considered to be amayde bemiktsas? Did he admit it partially and he has to swear on his mechuyev ashvur dairaisa? And then here it's a case where minatayra, you're obligated to swear on this that you say you don't owe. Nor damult, it's only in a case when zayn haydah bemiktsas, this that he admitted partially, kumt nachdem vider teveya hot beim gemant dem ganzen schum. It's only if first the claimant was claiming the entire amount, and then afterwards you responded with a counterclaim that you only owe half, that's the time when you only have to you pay that half, and then on the other half you make a shvuah. But if the defendant comes forward first, and he immediately admits that he owes half, he owes 50, and only afterwards there's the claimant come and claim and demand $100, is a nitkem meidebemiktsas. In such a case, he is not considered to be a meidebemiktsas because I did not admit a part, part of, a portion of a claim. There was no claim when I was admitting. I admitted 50 and I pay that 50. There is no meidebemiktsas here. On his potter, the And therefore, in such a case, he will be absolved of making a shvuah for the part that he says that he does not owe. 
So in such a case, there is relevance to the fact that we're allowing the claimant to put in his claim first. So like this, when the defendant comes and puts in his counterclaim, if he's going to admit partially, this will force him to make a shvur da'iraise to support his denial. The time from that halacha is, so what's the reason for this halacha? Why is it that we want the claimant to put in his claim first to force the defendant to make a shvuah? The nitva had gedaft optzalm der mikzas. This nitva, this defendant, should have already paid up this portion, which he admits that he owes, before he was brought and was, was forced to come to Bezdin and the money was claimed from him. He should have paid this up before this. So since he did not do what his obligation is to pay up his loan, and now he's in a position where he's a defendant in the Bezden, so therefore Bezden will listen to the claim of the claimant first, so this will put the defendant in a position that he will now have to swear to, to back up his claim that he only owes half. Because we see that he didn't fulfill his obligation in paying up what he's supposed to, so we put him in this position that he should have to swear to, to, to support his argument. So then the Gemara continues and says, There are times that we do allow and listen to the words of the defendant first, and then he will not have to swear for the part that he says that he doesn't owe. When is this? If his possessions are down in their value, so then we allow him to say his argument first. So what's the meaning of this? Is there shach mevayer? So the shach explains this. Behem pirish in Continuing according to his explanation of what it means that we usually do listen to the claimant first. If the reason why the defendant did not pay up the portion that he does owe, it's not because he was trying to hold back money that's not his to pay it up. Nor, because it's a, it's a bad time for him to pay. The possessions that he owes are down in their value. And if he's going to pay with them now, he's going to, he's going to have to pay and give up a lot of his possessions, which have a very low value at this point. Other, or perhaps, the very fact that people see that he has to sell them very quickly, he's pressed to sell them in order to be able to pay his loan, this itself would cause his possessions to become depreciated. So in such a case, we allow the defendant to put his claim first, and this will put him in a better position that even after the claimant comes and says his full claim, he's not going to have to swear. Because in this case, the fact that he didn't pay is not because he wasn't ready to pay up his dues for his loan, but rather it's because he was just simply waiting for his possessions to have the proper value for him to be able to pay. This is the piece of Gemara here in Baba Kama on the Pasuk in this week's parsha that explains this concept of me, Baldvarim, Yigashaleya. Now the Rebbe will explain this Pasik as we can interpret it regarding the Aveda Vayid. The Gerechen Filmal, as already said many times, Everything that you see in the Gemara, in the revealed part of Teireh, is also applicable in a person's spiritual Aveda. 
Wader aber, zeigst du an der Contrary. Wie bald, das Teure ist betrillig gewähnt, chemde genusele Maila, since Teure originally is a hidden treasure above, um mischom, nasse wie jarde cholo, and it's from there that the Teure journeys and descends down into this world, at schon es lapsche cholo bin jane eilem hase. Until the Teure comes down and gets involved in discussing matters of Elam Hazeh. So the fact that Teireh is discussing in Yonam of Elam Hazeh is not the source of Teireh. That's the Yerida of Teireh. The source of Teireh is Chemda Gnuza above by the Eibishter. Is the Yonav Izezen and Beruchni is a Bipnimius. So if so, the matters of Teireh, the way it is spiritually and the way it is on a deeper level, Zenad Amokir from Vanazin Veren Nishtalshul Inigle. That's actually the source from where everything evolves until it comes down to this world in the revealed aspects of Teireh that discuss the actual situations in this world. Even more so, there are many things that you see in the revealed part of Teireh could only be properly understood only after you give them their explanation and you see the deeper dimension of this halacha, of this concept, you'll understand also the simple pshat of this Indian, the way it is in Nikla. The same is also here in this case. The Pashtos is the Pirish Shach, Nitten Gansen Glatik. Simply, this uh, interpretation of the Shach and the Gemara, which is only one interpretation, most commentaries actually argue with the Shach and uh, have different approaches to this Gemara. So the, the pshat of the Shach and this Gemara is not fully understood. From Lashen Razal, the language that the Gemara says, Niskokin that we attend to the claimant first, Tevayastam, and it just mentions any and every claimant. It's mashma, it would seem, as das is an Indian kloli, this is a general idea, vos is an afgeminele poil in kama vekama ifanum fun and this has relevance, an actual relevance, in many different scenarios where there's a claimant and a defendant in a court case. However, according to the interpretation of the Shach and the Skimari, it actually comes out as the Nafgemin al that the actual relevance of this halacha is not in the Msuktviyah, but the Nitva is a Maidibim Miktas. It's in a very specific case when the defendant would be a Maidibim Miktas, he's admitting partially. Only in such a case will there be an actual relevance who's presenting his case to the Besant first, the claimant or the defendant. But in a regular case, there's really no difference who's the one that brings his case to the Besant first. So therefore, it's sort of not understood why does the Gemara use this terminology that makes it seem like that this is something that's a general halacha regarding every teveya, that you always take his word, you listen to the words of the teveya, of the claimant first. However, if we look at a deeper explanation into this statement of Chazal, this will be understood. Because, as we'll explain here, when it comes to the spiritual Aveda Vayid, is Rubom Kekulom, from Teveya Venitba, is the overwhelming majority of cases in Aveda Vayid where you have the claimant and the defendant, Farbundin mit Meidebemiktsas. It's related to a case where there's a Meidebemiktsas where the defendant is partially admitting to the claim. Why is this so? First, of course, we need to understand who is the Teveya, who is the Nitva when it comes to our spiritual Aveda, and what is the concept of Meidebemiktsas partially admitting in Aveda Sashem. So who is the claimant for all Yidin? 
is the Yetzirah. This is the Yetzirah that comes and claims from Yidin. So the way he works is, first he comes, he persuades a Yid and brings him to stumble and fall through and doing an Avedah. Or he brings a Yid to a Chet, which doesn't literally mean to sin, but it could also mean that he should be lacking in some area in his serving Hashem. That's the first step. And now he comes with a claim. Since this Yid is already stumbling and listening to me, so now I have the control over this Yid. He should be given over, so to speak, into my possession and I can take control over his life to further influence him and use him as my agent in Avedis Hashem, and, and that is an opposite of Avedis Hashem, in following what the Yitzhahara wants. So this is the claim of the Yitzhahara. This Yid that began listening to me now belongs to me. I should be given the ability and the right to fully take possession, to possess the life of the Yid in ensnaring him into all of my ideas. So now on this claim of the Yitzhahara is a Yid, the Nitva, so every Yid, which is the defendant, he agrees partially, but not fully. What Ayid will say is as follows. Yes, it may be true. I did fail and I stumbled in doing an Aveda. But everything is to say that I'm fully involved in this Aveda that I did with my full heart and with my full being. No, that's not true. Ayid never does an Aveda with his full being, with his entire being. The essence of the soul of a Yid is definitely, completely above and removed from this whole experience of the Aveda. In the language of the Alter Rebbe in Tanya, a Yid that does an Aveda, even while he's doing the Aveda, his Neshama remains faithful to Hashem. Furthermore, even as far as the faculties of his soul that are more revealed in the experience of the person, not only the essence of his soul, every single Yid has constantly good in him. And not only that he has good in him, even the sinners amongst Yidin are filled with mitzvahs, like a pomegranate is filled with the seeds in it. The translation of the word Malayan that they're filled is the Kipshuta. It means literally they an engansen full with mitzvahs. Yidin, every Yid, even Paishi Yisrael, are completely full of mitzvahs. That's hey, so what this means is, as wegen was for a Yid is auch nicht No matter what kind of Yid you're talking about, he stumbled in one Aveda and Chas V'Shalom, even to the extent that we're calling him Paishi Yisrael, is by him that Shaykh the Mitzvahs from engansen Ra Chas V'Shalom. There's no such a thing that a Yid falls into a place where he is absolute and utter evil. So therefore a Yid is never a full Maideh. He doesn't fully admit to what the Yitzhahara is saying that now you belong to me. Now I should be able to possess you. The Yid will always respond to say, and say, no, there's a part of me and a very big part of me, really my essence and, and, and even all the Kaychas that I have that are really still involved in good and I don't belong to you, the Yitzhahara. That Indian, this idea, as alle dargis from Yidin, that all levels of Yidin, no matter who it may be, and here the Rebbe applies this to all levels of Yidin, Sayat Sadik. This concept applies even to what Sadik. 
There is no tzaddik in the world that is perfect and everything is only good without any yechta, which means a kaponim chet malosh and that there's not something lacking in his perfection of serving Hashem. And saya rasha, and even a rasha that's on the opposite extreme, that's in a very low place and is sinning. Which as we said before, even the Paishi Yisrael are filled with mitzvahs like a pomegranate. So all of them, from the highest to the lowest, all Yidin, in their response to the Yitzhahara, a Yid responds that is, I'm only a Maidav Mikzas, I only admit partially. Is Merumiz and Pasik, so this is all hinted in the Pasik from Vanit, Melarentab Demdin from Maidav Mikzas, from where we learn out this halacha of Maidav Mikzas, which is also in this week's parasha. When it comes to something that's being claimed from you, and you answer and say, It's only this that I owe you. So now, what is the, how do we interpret this Pasik or these few psukim here that discuss the Maidav Mikzas? When you interpret this Pasik here, in the Ruchni is the meaning of the Pasik, is there Tviye Sai al Koldvar Pesha? So the Titus spells out that the claim over here is whether it's something which we were negligent about. Then Einer is Pesheya Umoyel Rahman al-Itzlan in Zain Shlichas and Eilam When someone was negligent or misused and did not behave appropriately with his mission that he has to serve Hashem in this world. On Sai, the Pasik also spells out it may be al Kola Veda, could be something that, was, that got lost. When there's something that got lost and there's something that's lacking, which means he doesn't accomplish, he's not driven to go and do everything possible that's demanded of him in his mission in this world. So even if there's no negligence involved in this, but however, if he's not fully utilizing all of the powers Hashem has given him, so there are some of the powers of his neshama that go to waste. On the few pratim, the Torah also spells out four different details. Al shayr, al chamayr, al seh, al salma, whether it's an ox, a donkey, or a lamb, or a garment that's being claimed from you. So then in the Fir Sugim and Nefesh Bahamas, this hints to four different categories in the Nefesh Bahamas was their fearance who called Varpesh Veda, which brings a person to either negligence or losing an opportunity to do what he's supposed to in his shlichus in this world. That is the claim on the person as far as his Aveda in this world. These claims on the Yid, I'll call Varpesh, I'll call Aveda, and Firta Yid. Ayid responds as follows, It's only but this. Whatever is being demanded of him, is this nor zed der mikzas. Yes, there is a portion that I have not done properly. It is nor amaydim mikzas kanal. However, he's only admitting partially because fully. Ayid is never fully involved in the Aveda that he's doing. He still is dedicated to his shlichus in this world and he still has a lot of good in him. And of course the etzim and Hashem that's still dedicated to doing his shlichus in this world. This is the concept of Maidib Mikzas in the Aveda Ruchnis of Ayid that is admitting partially to the claim of the Yitzhahara when the Yitzhahara is trying to possess the life of Ayid. The Psak Din from Teide is, so now regarding Amayda B'Miktas, what does the Teide say? What should we do for this Yid? It says Amayda B'Miktas is Chayv Shvua, that a person that is admitting partially in his Avedis Hashem has to make a Shvua. 
Dafke durch der Schwue, only when this Yid will come and swear, Gleitmenim, auf dem Chelek Vazer is nit meide. Will we believe him regarding this portion that he does not admit that he owes it? So how do we interpret this regarding the Aveda that we're speaking about over here in a Yid, in a Yid spiritual Aveda? He already stumbled and fell through partially, and to some degree he already has entered into the possession of the Yetzer, the Yetzer so he does need additional power. He needs some additional kayach to strengthen him, to upheaten, to, to, uh, to uh, protect him. That he shouldn't fall any lower, that he shouldn't fall any further into the possession of the Eitzahara. And also another very important thing, that a person may not be willing to admit and to let go of the bad that he has done, and then the Ebeshul will forgive him. So a person, in order to be able to make this change, since he is already to some degree in the possession of the Yetzirah, so he's going to have to have some additional power to be able to see himself out of this position that he's in. It's for this reason that Teirah says that he has to swear. What does the term Shvua mean? Shvua from Lashon Saiva. The term Shvua could also mean that we saturate him, we, we give him extra powers. Hashem is giving you and providing you with more and even higher powers as Zayn Tzveter tells of Leibn and Rishus HaKedusha. That even a second portion should be found in Kedusha. He should be able to see himself out of the place that he's in and he should be totally in the, in the, in the territory and in the possession of Kedusha. A yid that's already to some degree compromised in the Havedus Hashem will need to have additional forces to come and encourage him and strengthen him to be able to fight with the Yitzhahara. And that's the concept of a Shvua that the yid has to swear. Sezabi Yidua, however, it's known, the Gemara talks about how severe it is for a person to swear in a case in a Bezdin. Because when you accept upon yourself to swear, there's a big risk, risk involved in this. I mean, simply, the Gemara explains that you should not swear because you're swearing with Hashem's name, with a Sefer Torah in your hands, perhaps, and you may swear in Hashem's name in vain. So therefore, this is a very severe thing. Here the Rebbe, though, will explain why the concept of making a Shvua is a very risky thing regarding a person's Aveda Beruchnius. And the risk is as follows. If a person will appropriately use out these new powers that Hashem is giving him, is nit blois, was by him felt us was as again. If a person will not, that is, I'm going to read this again here. If a yid will not use that properly, these kaiches that Hashem is giving him is not blois was by him felt das was es darf zukommen. So not only is he lacking whatever was supposed to be increased over here in his avedis Hashem because he was already compromised from before, not as kumtim nachanayish. Now he's going to deserve an additional punishment. Was oich hecher kaiches game beim liibud rachmanu letzlan. That even these greater powers that Hashem has provided him has also been wasted. So this is the reason why Chazal warned very strongly that you shouldn't administer an oath on a person in a case where it's possible to, to, to come to a conclusion in the court case without this. 
Even in a case where you know that the person is swearing truthfully and there's no issue of having Hashem's names be sworn by in vain, but nevertheless, the idea of providing greater energies to the person and you don't know what he's going to make of it in the future, if he'll really properly use it out and then he may waste his even higher powers, so therefore we try to avoid this. The far is the Gemara Mamshech, and therefore the Gemara continues and says, as this is Faranda Eitze on Falvaseder, there is a situation and there is a kind of a court case where you listen to the defendant first. And once the defendant speaks first, this will put you on a completely different level and now you will be absolved and you will not have to get involved in this kind of Aveda where you were stuck in a low place and you need extra kayach through a shvuah to pull you out of there, you'll be completely absolved of all of this. And you'll be able to serve Hashem without having to rely and getting into this risk, so to speak, of giving you these kayachs of a shvuah. And thus is, and when is that? The metainet kazili nichseh. If a person is saying about his Aveda that my possessions are becoming very depreciated, the value of my possessions are very low now. And in such a case, we allow the defendant to speak first and he will not have to make a shvuah. What is this concept? What is this concept of kazili nichseh regarding a person's Aveda? So the Rebbe will explain this with an introduction and a very powerful and profound idea of a new approach in a person's Aveda. We'll understand this by first prefacing the explanation of a story the Gemara tells us. cried before he passed away and he said as follows. The reason he's crying is I see in front of me two pathways. One that leads to Ganeiden and the other that leads to Gehenim. And And I do not know in which pathway I will be taken. And I should not cry for this. It was the students that were wondering why their teacher Rabbi Yechenin is crying. And this is what he explained to them. So the question about this response of Rabbi Yechenin is known. How is it possible? As Rabbi Yechenin ben Zakkai, such a great Tana like Rabbi Yechenin ben Zakkai was eres given from the Gedolei Atanoim. He's from the great Tanoim. Vichazal zanim bekamem mekaimis maflik in the godless from Rabbi Yechenin ben Zakkai. Many places Chazal speak about the greatness of Rabbi Yechenin ben Zakkai. One of the things it says about him is that he never walked anywhere for Amos without Torah and Tefillin, and so on. Many things the Gemara says about him. So certainly he was careful completely in everything that a Yid has to do, whether it's Surmira to stay away from things that a Yid is not supposed to do, or a in the positive. An individual like Rabbi Yechelim has a doubt whether his pathways he's going to be leading, led into Gehenim or led into Ganeiden. How could this be? Another question on this story is Why was he so overcome by this to the point that he was crying about this specifically right before he passed away? Hey Nemes, yes it's true. The two pathways, one to Ganeidim and the other to Gehenim. 
So this is the reward or punishment of the ilam after it passes away from this world. So you can say that it's at this point that he's concerned about the Einish or the Schar that he may receive. But if we're talking about this is very difficult to understand. It's obvious. That this that he was bothered by when he said, I don't know where I'm heading to, is It's not the reward or punishment per se that he was perturbed about. What he was really concerned about was, what is my condition? Who am I in my level of serving Hashem? That's what he was thinking about. Is he in a condition that he is fitting and deserving to be in Gan Eden? Or God forbid in the opposite. So this is something that a person should be reflecting upon and thinking about and, ha- and, and pay attention to any time in his life. Any time he may be in a situation that he has a doubt in what he's doing, a person should think about this. Not only right before a person passes away, his entire lifetime. So why is Rabbi Yechonim crying about this only right before he passes away? So here the Rebbe says one of the explanations in this that gives us a whole new understanding in how we serve Hashem. Every single Yid was given a mission and a job. That he has to fulfill in his lifetime in this world. In order for him to be able to fulfill his mission in this world, Hashem gave him the exact amount of days he needs and the, the amount of energies and talents and whatever powers he has. That are necessary for him to be able to fulfill his mission in the world properly. Not any more or not any less that he needs in order to fulfill his shlichus in the world. So if so, if, it, if there's a time that a yid does not use out a day, or even an hour, or that I fill out rega, for that matter, even just one moment, in order to fulfill his shlichus in this world, is this nit So this is not only that he hear what he's lacking is was er is nitnis that he as an individual did not grow this moment. as much as it was possible and as much as was necessary for him to grow and gain. Nor every single moment was a tutnit in sein shlichus that he's not involved in fulfilling his shlichus that he has to do at this moment which Hashem gave him life and the energy to be active and do. And this includes even if the person is involved in doing good things, he's doing something which is great. But however, this is not his mission. He's not focused on his mission in this world. It may be some other agenda which is very great and good, but not his shlichus. He's missing that moment in the fulfillment of his shlichus, which Hashem created and gave him to fulfill that moment. 
Aich even more so, is there Mishana? So if so, he's changing. Moil chas v'shalem, he's misusing, he's wasting. In the mission that the Ebishter himself is giving the person and creating him every single moment, giving him the kayak to do what he has to at this moment. So now we can understand the regarding Rabbi Yechonim and Zakai. Is yet the rega given in ganzen farnumen on a reingeton in sein avoid the Every single moment of his life was completely absorbed and involved in his shlichus that he had to do in this world, which is limited teire kiyema mitzvahs, learning teire and doing mitzvahs. Er is given a reingeton metazas askos in oisfirin zain shlichus kedeboi baal medain. He was so involved and so absorbed by his shlichus that he has to do over here in this world, as er hat nit gehat, kein Zeit, euch zu abstellen sich, he had no time to stop, und sich hereintrachten, was tut sich mit ihm, to stop and reflect upon himself, who am I, what's happening with me, am I growing, am I involved in this, what's going on with my, my seichel, my midas, all of my keiches that I have, what's the level that I am on, he had no moment to reflect upon himself, was ist sein Matzav Bechal, what's doing with my condition, Warum? Because via zoi soll er sich abstellen und trachten wegen sich. How can he stop and reflect upon himself on his own condition wegen seinem Adreges, about his own level? How much am I gaining in this? Bishas er muss ot demsman ois nutzen of milishlichusay. This very moment, he has to maximize and utilize the keiches that Hashem has given to the fullest to fulfill his shlichus for the Eibushter in this world. Not even one second or even one ounce of energy could he use to reflect upon himself, how am I doing in this? How am I faring in this whole Avedah? Specifically when it comes right before he passes away. When he's at the point that he's completing his mission in this world. So here he stopped. Here he stopped to make this calculation, this proper and honest calculation. If not now, when is he going to think about making this cheshman about himself? At this point, for the very first time, Rabbi Yechelem is taking a look at himself. He never thought about himself. When he's looking at himself, who am I? Who, who, what level am I on? And here he cried, he wasn't even sure. He didn't have a clear picture about himself, who he is. Am I going to Ganeiden? Am I going to Gehenim? This is the first time he was thinking about himself. This approach of a person fulfilling his shlichus in this world, where the person is totally absorbed in the shlichus that Hashem has given him, not at all thinking about himself. As mitrachnet wegen sich, nor blois wegen der shlichus, is an inyan ikri v'klali in Avedis Hashem. This is a very important and significant point in Avedis Hashem that every single yid vast vart gemond von yede yid, which is demanded of every single yid that he should have this approach and this focus. V'yashloimara das es eich merumiz umudgish. This is also hinted and emphasized in Pnimi's Digen Teichen Apsukim de Lahalon in the Heintige Parsha in a deeper understanding of the psukim that we have later also in this week's parsha. Noch die Werte, after the Teire says, that you will serve the Eibishter. This includes the general Aveda of a Yid that serves the Eibishter, and the Rebbe adds here, side Aveda Funava, whether a person serves with love, the less pulchene kapulchene derichimusa. There's no service like when you serve with love. Or whether you're serving with the awe of a, of a servant that's serving his master. 
is that Pasuk Mamshech, so after this the Pasuk continues, So the simple meaning of this Pasuk is, there should be no woman that will miscarry, or a barren woman, in your land. I will fill the days of your life. So the Rebbe explains this Pasuk in the Ruchni's the Gesens as it relates to a person's Aveda. These two expressions, a Meshakeila and Akara and Aveda Ruchnis meant, in the Ruchnis it means as follows. As the Aveda from Ave Vayirachulu, that the Aveda of Vayid that includes the Ave for Hashem or the Yira for of Hashem, Hotnit Kenkiim Vatildis. It's not something which lasts and it has no offsprings. It's not something that continues. In other words, when a person has Avas Hashem and Yiris Hashem, this could be something which is very temporary, where a person has a high or a certain feeling of dedication and subservient like a servant, but then he has a big low and it doesn't really last. So that means that this is a person that the offsprings, the children that are born, he miscarries, or there are no children. There are the, the, these children that are born here, Ava Viyira, which are the birth of a person's reflection and understanding of the greatness of Hashem. That's the Chabad, which is the father and the mother that gives birth to these Midis of a person serving Hashem with Ava Viyira. They do not have any Kiyum. It doesn't continue, it doesn't last. Like I said, a person has a high and then a low. What is the, what's the reason for this? The Siboy of them is, so the reason for this is, the Pasik says, Ba'artzacha. Besides meaning your land could also be interpreted as it's your will that's involved in this. Which means If in your Avedis Hashem you have your own will involved in this. Some level of self-satisfaction of your own Avedis. Which means that the person senses himself in what he's doing. Er is Avedis Hashem. It's he that serves. It's he that has the love and, and awe of Hashem. So it's the, the person feels himself in what he's doing. This can eventually cause that a Yid should fall from his level of Avedis Hashem, that from a great high of Ave Viyira, because in the end of the day, it's he. He feels and he senses himself in this. He may fall from this. And thus haste. And how does a Yid fall in this situation? At the beginning, so this is a kind of Aveda which is very limited. His involvement in Aveda Hashem will only be to the extent that he feels his self-satisfaction in what he's doing. And then the person starts making distinctions between one thing and another. This I like to do and this I don't. That Aveda in Velech er Hatachush is a great Zeton, one kind of Avedis Hashem where he has something that it's, it's in his nature to do this, it's easy for him, this is ready to do, but not something else that doesn't come so easy or natural for him. And a person can fall even lower that he comes to the point and he says, you know what, I don't have satisfaction in what I'm doing, forget about it. So the point is, if at the root and at the beginning of his Avedi, even if he really does have intense Avevayirata Hashem, but nevertheless, he senses himself in this. He said, I, I am the one that loves. I am the one that's serving Hashem. This can bring him to eventually fall to a big low. As the Yetzeh, so here the Pasuk tells you, so what do you do here? That you should not have such a kind of Avedis Hashem, where you have this Ave Vayira, where you serve and then you go to a low and so on, all these changes. 
So you have to fill your days. What does this mean? This means you have to reflect upon the fact that the Abisha is giving you every day of your life. When a Yid will reflect upon the fact that the Abish is creating the days of your life. The Abish give you a set amount of days in in which you have to fulfill your shlichus in this world. Every single moment that you use for something else is a mishana you're changing and you're wasting, you're misusing the kaiches and the days that the Ebishta has given you to fulfill his shlichus. So this should shake you up to your core. This itself that you reflect upon who you really are, what's your position in this world, I'm here to serve Hashem. To do what Hashem wants for me and my shlichus in this world. So this should shake a person and take away from him his entire feeling of self. That it's me, that I am doing something, that I'm important and that there's satisfaction that I can have in this. With this realization that the Eivishter is giving me every moment to serve him. This brings a person to become so involved and so absorbed in fulfilling his shlichus in the world as er fielt nit afila as er is der memala from the Eivishter shlichus. He doesn't even sense at all himself, not even this, that I am the one fulfilling Hashem's shlichus in the world. As herzach beim nor the shlichus gufa. All he senses is there's Hashem's shlichus that has to get done and he's getting it done. And it goes so far on the contrary. When someone comes along and tries to remind you and discuss with you about your wills, what's going on with your condition, what's going on with your level, what's happening with you, he answers brokenheartedly, Why does it matter to me? A level of Ratzin or a level of Tainig? which is alluding to higher levels in a person's Aveda when he comes to this level, that he serves Hashem with a deep will and with a deep pleasure. And so he's, he responds and screams and says, I'm not interested in this level, another level, even these greatest levels, it's not what I'm here in the world for. It's not what I'm focused on. The Ebishe creates every moment. A person has to stand, guard. Not even one moment should get lost. And not at all focus and think about one level or another level, even the greatest levels that I may be, be, come to. When a Yid brings himself to this place, that he can be completely dedicated and with full total self-nullification to Hashem and to the Ebishet Shlichis, so then it will be fulfilled as Mispa Yemecha Amale Loshnaftocha. In the simple shot of the Pasik, which means that this is a promise that Hashem says, I will fill your days, which means as follows. Even if there were days in your life where you, you missed opportunities and there's lost time where you did not fulfill your shlichus. Or even you did things that are the opposite of your shlichus. Is as misper yamecha amale, I Hashem says, will fill in those days that you're wasted. And Valinem are me, it doesn't say who it is that fills it in. There's no name here of Hashem, because it's atzmusay umuhusay is barach. It's the very essence of the Abishar himself. Vas is hecher, fun yadn shem, above any level of a name, um fundem 
higher than any level that can be blemished, is maftiach, and the Ebesh guarantees and promises as er vet that he will fill in all of those days that were lacking in the past that a person may have wasted the opportunities and his powers and the days that he had to fulfill what the Ebesh wanted for him. And the Ebesh says, once you bring yourself to this level of bittel and fully dedicate yourself to the shlichas that you have in this world, I will fill in all those days that you were lacking from before. Based on all of this, this new approach, this new understanding of how a Yid should come and serve Hashem, we come back to the halacha of Meide B'Miktsas, that even though usually we allow the claimant to present this claim first in order to force the defendant to make a shvu of Meide B'Miktsas, but in the case of Zili Nichsei, where the defendant's possessions were cheap, in such a case we allow him to present his claim first, and he won't have to be a, a, a make a shvu of Maida Bimiktas. Thus is like there be a pnimi in the Ra'alokha. This is the deeper understanding of the Halokha as an afal from Kazili Nikse. That in a case where a person's possessions are cheap and he doesn't want to pay, not because he's not interested in paying, but because his, 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 his the value is not, he doesn't want to pay now, is mempata from the shvuah, the Maida Bimiktas. In such a case, there's no reason for the person to have to make a shvua. So the Rebbe explains, when we say here zili nichse, possessions of a person, what are the possessions of the person? The yaren and keiches, was the Rebbe shtegit ha'yidin, the years of a person's life, and the, the, all the energies and, and the Rebbe gives a person, durch zafirin zayn shlichas ba'al medein, to fulfill his mission in this world, does zenin din echasim fan ha'yidin. Those are the possessions of a yidin, of a yid that is, that the Gemara is talking about. Is b'sha'as ha'yid poil bazich, der bittel betachlis. So when a yid brings himself to this complete and absolute bittel, as ein ganzer mitzies is nor was His entire being is just one thing. I'm here. I'm a shliach of Hashem. There's no feeling of self in this whatsoever. Sein ganzer zeit, all of his time and all keiches and all of his energies, zenefanumim miton the meivishin shliches, are all occupied in fulfilling Hashem's shliches, which is lastes leis barach dira betachtainim to create a dwelling for Hashem here in this world. So he has no time to gain if I didn't tell him it in Sahara to go in a court case and to have an argument and a discussion with the Yet Sahara. Warum since If he's going to utilize this time to argue with the Yet Sahara about his level that he's on, whether he belongs to the possession of the Yet Sahara or not, and so on. His possessions become cheap, which means there's man billig. The time and energy that Hashem has given him will become billig, it will become cheap. It's not going to be used out for the most precious thing of the person's Aveda in this world to fulfill Taito Mitzvahs. So if Ayid is so dedicated to Aveda Hashem, he has no time. He has no time to enter into a court case and to argue with the Yetzirah and allow the Yetzirah to set the stage and begin arguing with him and then you have to enter a counterclaim and respond to him. So therefore you can just come along and say what it is and first, and you'll immediately be absolved of making any Shavuah. 
Warum nicht, ist, warum nicht nur ist man sicher, als er wird nicht hereinfallen, the reason he needs no Shavua is, because with this attitude that you're so absorbed in your Shlichus, not only are we sure that you're not going to fall into the possession of the Yitzhahara, nor other aber, on the contrary, es wird sein, es amale. Even if there is something in the past that was lacking, Hashem promises that I will fill it in. As euch das, was er hat früher verfällt, even those things that he was lacking in earlier, wird nesmale werden, the Eivisha will fill it in, beschleimus, on a complete level.